And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two. Penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday afternoon playoff week. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about Saturday night's primetime divisional round matchup against the New York football giants. The third time these two teams will play each other within a matter of six weeks. This is class versus crass. We've got Zach to talk about all of the uh, parts of this matchup, what's going on with the Eagles, the injury report. But uh, the the people want to know. Everybody has been reaching out. They want to know what Zach thinks about the comments from Nick Sirianni today that – uh, astute Eagles fans are calling hashtag Pizzagate. <laughs> so the context for those who did not tune into the press conference today is Nick Sirianni was watching the game on Sunday like all of us were, the Giants-Vikings game. Bo asked him the question about where he watched the game. I asked him the question and he didn't give a great answer. Yeah. And then you got to give respect to Tim McManus. <laughs> he, he circled back at the end of the press conference. He's like, hey, back to that question. Could you give us a better answer? Yeah, he, he wanted more color yeah, on it. Yeah. And uh, Nick Sirianni was in the mood for um, stuffed crust Pizza Hut pizza. Am, am I saying it correctly? Uh, I I don't eat Pizza Hut. Um, so... <laughs> oh. Um, how you really feel. Nose in the air. Pizza snobbery from the Burma man. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? I thought a day without a day with pizza is better than a day without. Sure, I would eat Pizza Hut, but but you don't. I mean, typically there's there's uh there's there's better pizza around you. I think I, I don't think that's a stretch to say in Philadelphia. Um, but that he wanted the stuffed crust variety, and he I think he said he can't have it at home, right? Mm. So. Uh, he had it with the guys in, in the uh, offensive yeah, they're, staff they're all, room. All the time diet at the Sirianni household. No pizza. <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Patua wanted the volume down. Nick Sirianni won the volume up. And they were just a bunch of football coaches eating stuffed crust pizza. Um, he would not reveal whether it was pepperoni or sausage, uh, but he had the stuff. crust. advantage, yeah. Yes. And so – Look, I, I don't hold it against Nick Sirianni. Pizza is the best type of food you can eat. It's mm-hmm. it's just that. Mixed to water, of course. I could give you um, 15 places within a one-mile radius of of uh, you know their training facility where you, where you can okay. get it. Okay, answer that, answer that then. If you, were, if you were Nick Sirianni on Sunday, what pizza would you have ordered for the group? Um. That's a good question. 15 miles, 15 places within a one mile radius. I mean, yeah, but you got, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm usually an eat there uh, uh, kind of person. Okay. Well, uh, that's not an option in this. Yeah. So, so what places deliver around there? Um, if you give me one minute, I can look up the places that, that deliver in South. Oh, Korea. you just said I could give you 15 places. <laughs> yeah. Within can, a one mile radius. Yes. That, that, but I, I don't get it delivered. When I'm at the Novacare complex, let me. All right, Marissa, what's your Pizza Hut take? 
Um, okay, so I, I did have a conversation with this, um, with Michael about this because I figured this would be how we started the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we're predictable. I know Bo very well. Um, so, I mean, I've had celiac. I knew I had celiac for the past seven years, so I really haven't had any of these places. I would probably pick Domino's or this might be controversial, Little Caesars over Pizza Hut um, back in the day. But I mean, I do like a stuffed crust. There's a lot of comments in the chat, like criticizing a stuffed crust. And I used to always love a stuffed crust. So I'm not knocking that. What's so go ahead, Zach. So if, if you just wanted like the closest one there, you can go to Celebreeze right there in the Packer Park complex, right? And they don't want the closest. They, they, okay. This well, is not. You I mean, can't. You talk a big game. You come well, in with okay, fifteen places within a one mile radius, and you're just giving me Celebreeze because it's closest. Well, my favorite pizza is Tacanelli's, but you, you could you'd probably send a quality control coach to go pick it up for That's you. That's not right? within a mile. Okay. Okay, not within a mile. Um, this is like when you ask. This is like when you ask. You know, Nick Sirianni or Jonathan Gannon at the start of their tenure with the team, uh, what are the what are the statistics that matter to you that you measure success by? And then you're able to cycle back to them. You you said it. I'm holding you to your own stance. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about delivery. Well, that that would deliver there. I mean, you can get Santucci's delivered down there. Okay. Or somebody yeah. somebody could go pick it up. Yeah, so that's what I okay. So I mean, Angelo's is probably a mile and a half from there, right? We can easily say Angelo's here. I mean, that would be a, yeah, a tougher a to deal. Although, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you can make a call. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you're not, you're not playing by the same rules. Yeah. You, yeah, you can get Nomad. Nomad would, uh, you know, Howie Roseman once got us Nomad for on, on draft weekend. Um, I mean, like, like we can go down the list. There's so many good places. So, but I appreciate the fact that they're eating pizza. I also think we've spent way too much time on this topic when the Eagles have a playoff game against the New York Giants. On Saturday, a divisional round playoff game. The first time the Eagles are hosting a divisional round playoff game since 2017. First time they're playing in one since 2018. Um, so a lot to discuss with this game. So have you never had Pizza Hut? Oh, growing up, I, I used to have it. Okay. Um, and then... I would I agree with Marissa. Domino's is better than Pizza Hut. I think not even close. Yeah. Like I could... I, I, I don't think I've ordered... Or had either one in a very long time, but I could I could talk myself into a situation where you have a you have like a, a pregnancy craving for Domino's, mm. not Pizza Hut, no thanks. I, I, I Little Caesars, you know, at least that's like a it's kind of weird. Yeah, as opposed Bo's to such Pizza a Hunt's company man. Bo's, or he's 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 like Roger Goodell Jr. here because Little Caesars is the sponsor of the NFL, so he he has to give oh, them puffs. <laughs> Uh, back uh, when I used to cover Mariana the Giants, gets a Pizza Hut sponsorship out of this—that's what I want to know. Well, good, mm, question. good question. If you could, I, I, what's I your? Don't think so, but maybe, uh, maybe so. Should we do? Do we, need, do we need to do a fast food draft? No, we could talk football real quick. I mean, just for real like, quick. we got to get like we got to get through three segments in this episode. Two breaks. There's only so much football we can talk. I mean. I really didn't expect. Do this we consider? Do we consider Pizza Hut fast food or like like mm. fast food pizza is sort of a separate? Yeah, that's separate. I think it's separate too. Mm. It doesn't have a drive-through. I feel like fast food is drive-through. That's what I would consider. Interesting. Okay, so that takes mm. some of my options off the table then. Oh. What? <laughs> well, like uh, a Five Guys. Small fifteen. <laughs> or, you know, a Panera. Okay. Um. Panera like a fast drive-through. Panera is a chain. It's not fast food. What? What's? I mean, isn't McDonald's a chain? Isn't Burger King a chain? Isn't yeah, but Wendy's well, yeah. a chain. Yeah, those are so, subsets. But Panera is not fast food. Okay, so I'm. I'm. I guess they. It's the fast casual brand. If if you're going into the the marketing genre, I'm thinking of a place where you go, you order. And you get it as fast food, a place where you're not there's there's not okay. like weight service, right? That's 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 what I would distinguish. But if we want to go traditional fast food, then what well, you're talking McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell. Um, yeah, that's what I okay. would think. Fast food. Okay. All right. Bojangles. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't actually have uh, to do the draft, but it's Chick Fil A. 
Chick Fil A. Of course, yeah. Okay, so then yeah, yeah Chick Fil A is number yeah. one. Oh yeah. Of course. Does it have to yeah. be in the student union, Matt? Yeah. Do, Zach, do you also let me ask you this, Zach? Do you also hate M and M's? I like I I, I like M and M's. I don't eat candy very often, mm. but um, you put M and M's in a cookie, I love it. You put it, you know, okay. put M and M's in a brownie. You put M and M's in, yeah. How do you feel about Hobby Lobby? Oh, I love With, Hobby Lobby. What's Hobby Lobby? Is there something I'm allowed to Google? Uh, the store Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Yeah, where you get like all those like little yeah. signs and stuff. Okay, so why is it a controversial thing to like Hobby Lobby? Yeah, I mean, I'll let you guys stand on the side of Chick Fil A and Hobby Lobby, and I'll be on the other side. If that's, oh no, if you don't I don't, mind. I don't know what the meaning behind it is. I just like the little trinkets. In oh, the store. I I like Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich. Okay, and their ethics you like you you. Bo, I no, please don't don't paint me into this corner. I, yeah, I like I didn't know food. I didn't know those things either. Zach. Yeah, okay. no, I'm aware of what he's talking about here, but I'm not. Um, I think you can separate the chicken sandwich from from everything else. Separate anyways, the art from the artist. Very much so. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's 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 get the football. <laughs> wow, we started on Pizzagate and we're ending very close to Pizzagate. Uh, with that in mind, I guess we send it over to the stone cold newsman himself live. Um, you threw out, off my game outside a, uh, uh, a Chick-fil-A with all his, with all his evangelical friends. It's Zach Berman with the latest on the playoff Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles returned to work on Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. It was their Wednesday, so that means they had a Wednesday walkthrough. They did not have a full practice, but had they had a full practice, Jalen Hurts would have been a full participant. Jalen Hurts is no longer on the injury report. That's a good sign for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts speaking today said he he's all right. You know, he he didn't suggest there was a problem. He said there's a bounty on him every week, so he's just going to play football. It's not as if he's, you know, more worried about them going after his shoulder this week. Uh, Avante Maddox remains sidelined with the toe injury. No update on his status, but did not he would not have participated. Lane Johnson, Linval Joseph, and Robert Quinn would all have been limited. Spoke to Lane Johnson on Friday, so that was after our last podcast. And Lane uh, says he's going to play. He said that the Thursday practice, so that's tomorrow's practice, the Wednesday practice this week, is going to be the big test for him because he'll get game-like reps at, at, at full speed, and he won't be on uh, pain and he 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 won't be on pain medicine. So he'll kind of see how that feels during practice. Um, but he he clarified that this is an adductor injury, not a core injury. And I know there's some people who are saying. Well, the adductor is part of the core. I think he was referring to like a sports hernia injury, something of that, the, the way we typically talk about a core muscle injury. So he he he, he wanted that clarified. And what did he say about the reporting on that subject? <laughs> uh, he, he said it was uh, it was premature. He said that he was he was uh, not out of the um, MRI room when the first report came out, and he says he doesn't mind if you tweet it, but. <laughs> at least get your information right. right so yes. yeah, that's essentially what he said. Uh, back to you in the studio, Bo. Okay, Zach. So uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the Hertz thing first, because I think we can agree that this is the big question about this game. Um, Jalen Hurts not on the injury report. As you said, last we saw him was week 18 against these same giants, although it was not these same giants because it was a bunch of their backups. The Eagles had a vanilla game plan. But Jalen Hurts was extremely cautious on the field. As we all know, the Eagles called the game with that in mind. Um, if that is the case in the playoffs, it's a different Eagles team. If the reins are off, this seems like a matchup that that certainly favors the Eagles. What is your expectation for uh, the way that the Eagles are going to use Jalen Hurts and the way that Jalen Hurts is going to play? My expectation is Jalen Hurts plays like Jalen Hurts out there. That he's going to run, that you'll see Jalen Hurts in the uh in as close to the mvp form as he as he can be physically now the giants defense will probably do some things to try to disrupt him you'll you'll see blitzing against him and uh hurts will need to be able to adapt to it as i imagine we'll discuss 
this is a different Giants team personnel-wise than the team the Eagles beat up in Week 14, right? So there's there are, are going to be challenges. But from a physical perspective, I don't expect Hurts to be limited. I think they're going to run him. I think they're going to utilize him. And how about Lane Johnson? You think he's Lane good Johnson, to go? Went, yeah, went, yeah, yeah. Lane Johnson's going to play. I, I fair. I feel he's fairly play. confident yeah, in yeah. that. Uh, he's, Do you think he, it's like a very tepid try it out? Like this is a, we should expect a Jason Peters like uh, game from him? Or no, no. So so he referred to players who've played with this injury. He mentioned Cameron Jordan played in the playoffs, uh, 2019, I, I believe it was uh, with this injury. He was actually when I last spoke to Lane, so that was Friday. Uh, he was trying to get in touch with Cameron Jordan to find out about playing with it. Mm. I think there's there's uh, there's going to be pain, um, and he says this is going to be easier to play with. I don't I don't know if he used the term easier, better to play with than the ankle injury. He said. The I thought he was talking was, about the act like the actual rehab. Part. The actual rehab, maybe so. Like okay. the, like the nuisance of it. It it could be that I I had asked him a question about like. You know, for those who've known him for 10 years, it seems every yeah. year he's playing with something, right? And in that answer, he he said, like, he'd, he'd rather have this than the ankle. So perhaps he was talking about the rehab. I was asking about, like, trying to play through it. Okay. You know, what's it take to play through it? Um, but nonetheless, it's it's something. And Lane is a tough, tough, tough dude. But I I can't tell you how this is going to affect him because I've never – played right tackle in a playoff game with an adductor injury. So what do you think you would do best at playing right tackle in a regular game, playing, <laughs> playing a different position in a playoff game or just doing anything through an adductor injury, which of the three parts of that thing that you've never done is the most difficult. Well, I would say anything is a very ambiguous term. So doing anything through an adductor injury would be the, the route I would take, I would probably, there's probably activities I could do with an adductor injury that would far exceed what I could do as a right tackle or any position playing in a playoff okay. game. Freaky. All right. Uh, and if you had to play a position in a playoff game, what position would you play? Long snapper. Oh, or I'm sorry, not long snapper, holder. holder. Holder? Holder. That's a high profile thing. Everyone's depending on you. Don't you think you don't you think the team would be better off just like making you a wide receiver and forgetting about you and just keeping you out of the play? Um if you're the holder perhaps. and you blow it, everyone's like everyone's talking about you. It's a, it's, it's a yeah, high profile one. You don't worry job. about that. I, I mean, if you're worried about everyone talking about you, you you and you're worried about the pressure, you shouldn't be playing in a playoff game as it is, right? You know, that's I guess you, you I guess you to... could just be the holder and then they choose not to kick field goals or, or, I guess, or what's the worst thing that could happen they miss four straight extra points i mean you know you run you run to the fire you don't run away from it right so oh. in this case like uh you know ask ask not for a lighter burden ask for broader shoulders i if if i'm the holder i would learn how to hold but i i said holding because i i think like i am physically capable of catching and spotting a football um with enough practice i i don't know if if I'd be particularly good at anything else on the football field, but I, I am confident that I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I think I could, if, if like I was the last person that they could get holding it, I'd be like, okay, I can hold. How do you feel about this, Marissa? I feel like this is a combine activity we have to test out when we're all in Indy. <laughs> wow. I, I, like I, I gotta tell you, I, I know I, someone that could snap you the ball. Perfect. I've really tried. Can he pick it? I've I've really been trying recently to to like before we come on the podcast to like gather my thoughts, have <laughs> have some notes to go to, and it seems every podcast I'm throwing off my game in the first segment, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know I where mean, it's going from. So this is no different than ever, right? I, I thought playoffs we would talk about something other than. Fast food and pizza gate and all that stuff. Well, yeah, but it was your mistake. Sirianni opened yeah. that box. That wasn't Bo. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right, Marissa. Thank I you. thought that was a perfect third segment conversation, but well, that's, we you, digress. You, you invert it. That's the yeah. You got that's how you do it. You know, uh, that's art. Enough. You take what's been what's been made 
and you remake it. Fair don't enough. Just, this is not paint by numbers. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll refocus. We'll talk about what it was like watching these games this weekend, the actual matchup, how you feel about it. Big picture thoughts as the Eagles move on here into uh, the divisional round. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa, and Zach. We uh, heard from Nick Sirianni about what his Sunday was like. Tell us what it was like from your perspective watching that Giants-Vikings game, uh, a Vikings team that we have talked about as, um, you know, not as good as their record all season long, a Giants team that we have seen twice, although really only once uh, at close to full strength. Uh, seeing them perform so well in that game, how you felt about immediately about the the matchup with the Eagles and uh, just like initial thoughts on on how things turned out for the Eagles over the course of the weekend. I thought that was a good scenario for the Eagles and not to take it away from the Giants. They're better than I certainly anticipated going into the year. And that's a very well coached team. Uh, and they're going to make it tough on you. But I think the Giants were the, were the best outcome of the potential opponents they could play. I the said best that better than the Seahawks. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, once yeah. once the Seahawks had lost. Well, yes, okay. at, at, at that point. And I say that before seeing the, the egg that Tampa mm. Bay laid last night. Um, but uh, that said, the Giants are a different team than the Eagles saw both those games, right? Week 14, like that secondary was missing some key parts. Um, it, was, it, it was not the same team personnel-wise that the Eagles will see this weekend. What did I think watching that game? Uh, uh, Daniel Jones, the way he ran the ball, was uh, was really effective. Um, that that really put pressure on the Vikings offense. I'm sorry, the Vikings defense rather. Uh, I thought that the receiver Hodgkins just kept making Im impressive plays. They were a, a well-coached, disciplined team, good in situational football. Like their aggressiveness, like the Dables' ag aggressiveness overall. Thought um, defensively, they didn't blitz as much as I expected them to. I, I haven't looked at the. Uh, numbers that at the number breakdown from that game, but you know, their I, second, I, their, their second lowest blitz rate of the season, fewer okay. than 20%. There you go. Uh, was that in your piece today? I have not it yet was, read yes. that piece. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's only like 1100 words. I can imagine why you weren't able to just make a, make five minutes for it, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you've been sick. <laughs> I also have like, 
I'm really trying to maximize my time in terms of my writing. I jotted, I should have, I should have read. Well, you retweeted it. I mean, now people know that, that you're just blind of retweeting and you're not actually reading the things that you retweet. <laughs> Bo, I'm sorry. I, cat's out of the bag. I, no, it's understandable. I, I don't mind. It's, it's no skin off my back. Bo, I just, I, I feel bad for the, the listeners and your Twitter followers who the, the, like, the curtain has been lifted now. There's no, there, you know, there is no Oz. What you're, what you're doing is instigating and I'm not going to fall for it. Okay. Um, I, I promise you, I will read that by the end of the night. I have two. The moment have, has passed. You don't need to I read have it two anymore. stories. I, the moment has not passed. I came out when I was in the locker room today. Then I drove home where I started working on uh, two stories that I have coming up in the, in the next two days. And okay. And then at four o'clock here, I started jotting down some thoughts that I would share for the show, hmm. but I probably in that That's time, interesting. one way that you could have prepared to, for the show and jotted down some notes on the matchup could have been the piece about the matchup, but okay. Um, for next time. <laughs> so they didn't blitz as much as I expected them to. And I imagine they're going to blitz quite a bit more against the Eagles uh, this weekend, considering I don't want to say that's an Achilles heel of, of the Eagles because they've been able to combat it, but that's probably been the most effective way to play against this offense so far. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, I thought the giants looked really good in that game. Um, I have never seen Daniel Jones throw the ball so well. Um, I didn't think he had that in him and uh, mm -hmm. the numbers back it up. It was basically the second best performance of his entire career after uh, like a, a random week 16 game against the commanders in 2019. Uh, and it came in the playoffs. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's something else that he has in him that we didn't know he had. And, and the coaching staff um, is able to build something around that. I think, I, I think the, the giants offense is, um, I don't know if less worrisome, but, like it's a good unit. They were top 10. In, they were, they were 10th in DVOA, but it was the Vikings defense and the Vikings defense was bad all year long, 28th in DVOA. Um, I, I think that for all of the like minor complaints we have about the aesthetics of the Eagles defense, they seem pretty well suited mm -hmm. to match up with this, this giants team offensively. The Eagles do not do well against scrambles. They've been the second worst team in the league against scrambles in terms of um, some of the uh, per play metrics. And so that's the thing that they're going to have to worry about with Daniel Jones. He only did it twice in that week 14 matchup. That's uh, something that will be on their radar this week. But I, I like if, if Daniel Jones is going to beat the Eagles by throwing to Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton and uh, what's the other Richie James against CJ Gardner, Johnson, Darius Slayton, James Bradbury, you tip your cap. Okay. Like that happened um, on the other side of the ball. It is interesting, um, and it, 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 this went for the offense too. Their their tendencies they broke them on both sides. Um, you said it, Zach. They blitz much less frequently than they did. Um, they've actually started blitzing less frequently over the past few weeks since that Eagles game, but that was their second lowest of the season. They played much more zone, um, and Dexter Lawrence is a game wrecker. Uh, that guy's awesome. Um, the Eagles are pretty well suited to handle him too, but. I think that if you're worried about this, it's that this this Giants team is not really who we saw in week 14. Two of the Eagles' three losses this season have been rematches against NFC East opponents. So this is a thing that is in the air for them. All of that said, like this is exactly what you fought the number one seed for. The Eagles are rested. They are for the most part healthy. They are at home. They are playing a you know a Giants team that has one fewer day of rest than normal coming off a trip to Minnesota. If they can't win this game, they should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, they are they are the more talented team. Everything is lining up in their direction. There might be some things that make you nervous, but matchup wise, the Eagles should be able to roll in this game. I think. Yes, I I agree with I agree with that sentiment specific to this game. And then overall about the Eagles' position, and I was talking to you about this before the press conference today, right? If if you told someone before the year that they would have Daniel Jones and potentially Brock Purdy in their way of making the Super Bowl, you, you would say, where do I sign up? And 
I kind of feel that way uh, about this Giants matchup that as well coached, as tough, as as like all these positive adjectives you can use for the Giants, they're still a team that has deficiencies personnel-wise. Uh, they're still a team that that has has not been like particularly impressive metric-wise this year. Uh, they've they've won some close games. They've they I I give them credit here, but there probably isn't a matchup here where you say the Giants have a decided advantage, right? Now the Giants have a good defensive line, and Dexter Lawrence is awesome, and he's the is the, the type of defensive tackle who uh, can give Jason Kelsey problems. But the you know the Eagles have seen Dexter Lawrence in his career, right? Um, it's not the first time they're playing. Leonard Williams is a good player. I mean, uh, Thibodeau is a good player. But, you know, I, I, I think that the Eagles uh, are well-positioned personnel-wise. They're well-positioned schematically. They have more They have more rest. Uh, I, I don't look at the way they played in Week 14 and say, that's how this game's going to be because I think it could be different with, with the secondary looking different for the Giants. Uh, but I, I, I think that the Eagles might not – call passing plays on 10 of their th- first 13 plays if the Giants were uh, at full strength in their secondary in that game. So there's a lot of things that I, I think the Eagles uh, can and should or, or or can and will do differently, but I just think they're the superior team. Yeah, remember after that game, the Week 14 game, um, some of the Eagles guys were talking about how they even they were a little bit surprised at how effective they were able to be running the ball against that Giants defense. Um, it was like, it, that was not going to be a big part of the game plan, and then it started working, and so they stuck with it. Um, I I don't know what to expect from like how the Eagles are going to attack this Giants defense exactly, because I think there's going to be a feeling out process on both sides from the Eagles' perspective, seeing if this is going to be a blitz-heavy game from Martindale, uh, you know, a, a man-heavy game, or if it's going to be like it was against the Vikings, and then from the Giants' perspective, figuring out exactly what level of Jalen Hurts they're getting in terms of his willingness to run and the Eagles' willingness uh, to call runs for him. But the one thing that is like a glaring, uh, like huge opportunity for the Eagles in terms of matchups, uh, the Giants have gotten killed by tight ends all year long. Yes. You saw TJ Hawkinson in that game, had a big game. Um, you know, they, they committed real resources to stopping Justin Jefferson. It's not so easy against the Eagles because if you pick – stopping AJ Brown on then all of a sudden you've got Devonte Smith but you got to worry about both of those guys and I I expect this to be a cute a monster Dallas Goddard game well said I, I spoke to Dallas today about that concept and there are there are two things first off there's that Giants defense which has been susceptible to tight ends uh and then in addition to that the Eagles zone beaters this year have often been quick passes right and Part of that is is to Goddard, and and, and that's a, a topic that I, I discussed with him. He said there are some times when like he he helps out in the blocking, but then there's sometimes when he 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 leaks out and he's that quick option. And it's in those situations if you can beat one guy, it, you know, avoid the tackle on one guy, then you have a big play in front of you. And he so 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 that excites him. So I agree with you there. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of things in this matchup that, that favor the Eagles. But, you know, there was a lot of things in last week's matchup that might have favored the Vikings, right? So, uh, so, so, so time will tell. Okay. Um, I guess any other thoughts on the uh, games from this weekend, Zach? Um, I, mean, I mean, Jacksonville, uh, what a comeback. What a there. great game, yeah. Right? Great uh, play calling down the stretch by Peterson. I, th- I thought the the fourth and one run was just so well designed. Huge play there uh, was and, not surprised. and really perfectly in conjunction with uh, Kalen Kaler's story on the Eagles quarterback sneaks today, Thank you. Uh, yeah. which everybody should read because that is like that's exactly what they were telegraphing and they played yep. off that tendency that that people are picking up on. Exactly. Yeah, highly recommend reading that. Um, I, I yeah, we can get I, to that in the next segment. Some yeah. specifics, but. Uh, and, and 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 by the way, I think Marissa said that the next segment there's a, a a long break, so I will have your story read during that break. Okay. Oh, the first one was the long one, but yeah, man. Okay. So I mean, you're not reading the stories and you're not listening to what Marissa's saying. 
I mean, it's still two minutes. It's still two minutes. Yeah, he was sick yesterday. He was. Yeah. Let's give. Let's cut him a break. Okay. Um, It scared uh, Zach on Saturday night after that big Jaguars win. I said emergency pod, and Zach thought I was serious. And I said I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, Zach uh, was like, wait a second. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I had oh, gone out to dinner. I had, uh, I'm pulling up my saving Belichick here. Let's... <laughs> no, no, I had Let's gone out to dinner right. that night. Um, yeah, I, I, I was not ready for a podcast. Uh, but uh, I thought that I was not surprised by the two point conversion. It seems some people were. Uh, it's the exactly broadcast, namely. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I expected. And, and and look, they won. Well, the especially, I mean, they got the they got the penalty, yeah. so they've got exactly. to the one yard line. Like, of course, exactly. like Doug is that's an automatic for Doug. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so so that was a, a a good game to watch. The the Miami Buffalo game earlier in the day. Uh, Weird one. No, that was yeah. yeah. The uh, I I haven't watched the Mike McDaniel press conference yet. Um, I saw that I, I saw some quotes come out from it. But the the amount of times they were late with the play call was yeah, just was bad. horrible in that spot. And I know you have a third string quarterback really weird. out there. Yeah, and man, it was like I, at the end of the game, it was like in a critical it was like situation. Like a fourth and one, like you're like yeah. supposed to have that play ready to go, right? That shouldn't be a hard decision. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. By the way, the the ultimate uh, bulletin board material for the Giants, and probably why they won. Um, somehow we let them go undrafted in the in the uh, playoff draft with Greg Rosenthal. We talked about them, but we forgot about them in the in the last round. And so they joined the Dolphins as the two undrafted teams. Somebody we lost a win, probably me. I think I would have taken them over the Seahawks. Bad job by me. I have a question for you guys. What do you make of the whole playing a team for the third time this year? Like, do you think it will be that changes things? I think so it's, I, I think the numbers bear out that it's a little bit overstated. Okay. That it's not okay. like uh, if you it's not harder to beat a team three times than it is any other time. Um, I would also say that like if you're playing a team three times, that means they're a playoff team and they're a good, good enough team. team to be in the playoffs, right. right? So they're a hard by definition a harder team to beat three times. Um, but also in this specific matchup. That second time wasn't really right. a I matchup. Um, for both sides, the Eagles weren't doing things, and the Giants weren't right. doing things. So. Like if it, if the if if the Giants were the exact same team, but they were in the NFC West, and this was the first time they were playing, I probably would feel better about the matchup than than I do. Huh. Yeah, but I don't know. That's probably just psych, a psychological thing. Yeah, I think if there's uh, a less talent disparity between the two teams, and you're looking at like a two 13 and four teams, or you're looking at a 13 and four and a 12 and five team, uh, something of that nature, then yeah, the odds would tell you that in those games, um, it's probably hard to beat that team three times. I think when there's more of a talent disparity in San Francisco, Seattle is an example of this, by the way, uh, San Francisco is just a better team in that game. And I think the Eagles are simply the better team against the Giants. So uh, Seattle hung tight in the first half, but then I think you saw the differences in particular on the lines of scrimmage in the second half of the game. And that very, that, that may very well be the case um, in this Eagles giants game. Well, the giants are a little stouter along the lines of scrimmage, but I just think the Eagles are the, the better team. And I think that will be apparent. Yeah. And that's sort of why I think, I think we won't see a similar, the same offensive game plan from the giants that they had against the Vikings as they will have this weekend um, because they were passing much more on first down against the Vikings. I think they thought that they were a better team um, against the Eagles. I think they're going to want to limit possessions. I think they're going to want to try to run the ball a little bit more and shorten the game if they can. And from the Eagles perspective, because they're the better team, I think they, I think they want to, uh, you know, make this game as many possessions as possible. Okay. All right. Let's take our, uh, our second break. Come back. We'll talk about uh, swooper. Talk about Kalen's story and uh, any other thoughts Zach has on media. We'll, 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 we'll talk about your story as well, because that will be right. Okay. 
Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Back on Burns with Friends. Both Zach and Marissa. Let's look back at the impromptu swooper sorecasting for wild card weekend uh a great bit of benevolence by me <laughs> to allow this to even happen and uh you know in service of the show um, i mean it was so exciting so thank you you're very welcome <laughs> so zach you had the three backup quarterbacks starting this weekend throw for at least 971 yards uh that did not happen at least one home underdog wins outright you got that one on Saturday night with the Jags. And then you had Doug Peterson calls a trick play. And this did not happen. Uh, it was it was defined as a non-quarterback pass, a non-skilled player position target. Uh, flea flicker, hook and ladder, not on the last play. Unfortunately, the misdirection on on fourth and inches does not qualify as a trick play. I think even you would, would agree with that, right? I mean, sure. For the sake of conversation, yes. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, it's interesting you say for the sake of conversation and then shut down the conversation <laughs> for the sake of moving on, really. For the sake of moving on. Okay. Okay. Man, you're on it today, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole show, I said I like Chick-fil-A and all of a sudden. Really... <laughs> That's still in my head, by the way. I, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't know Hobby Lobby was a bad thing. I'm going to have to like go to go well, different places. Michael. Now you know. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't taking a political. I mean, stance. you're married to a Michael. You couldn't just go to yeah. Michael's to oh, begin with. Oh, but I go to Michael's too. Like I go, I mm. like all those. You know, I like the little signs in the house. You know, like all of that. So, yeah. All right, I'll get my my stuff okay. somewhere else. Uh, and the Eagles are the only NFC East team remaining in the divisional round. Uh, obviously, that did not happen. Uh, Marissa, you had all five home teams win on Saturday and Sunday. Didn't happen. Doug Peterson goes for and converts at least two fourth downs. You got that. That's one to tie Zach. Uh, you have the you had the Eagles play a Saturday game next week. So when the Giants won, yes, you went to two, took an advantage over Zach. And then you had Josh Allen throws for the most yards of any player. Sealed bid, first price auction. You went way high, went to 12. And, and you made fun of me for it. it. Second uh, week in a row that serves me right. Yes. Serves me right. Last week it was it was Zach's thing, and but it wasn't over. You had it. You had it going into Monday night. You had well, let's Josh just point Allen. Out that I I I beat it by one point. Oh yeah, I'm getting it. there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. A bit of a away. bit of sense of drama, please. Okay. <laughs> so heading into Monday night, Josh Allen had 352 passing yards, the most of the weekend. Yes. I had, and that would have given you three. You had two. I had the NFC teams outscore AFC teams. This was tight. I had the Giants-Vikings game is decided by three points or fewer. It didn't happen. I had Mike McCarthy is no longer the Cowboys head coach. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen after he won the game. Although, if he does get fired later in the playoffs, I'll get that point then. And, uh, you know, I, we're all very popular on social media. We get all kinds of mentions. And yet, when... Uh, Kirk Cousins throws short of the sticks, about two yards on fourth and seven. I don't think my mentions have ever been as on fire as they were. At least one of the following two things happens. Kirk Cousins commits an ultimate Melvin moment, or Josh Allen is not the leading rusher among quarterbacks. And so it didn't end up mattering because Daniel Jones ended up running for more yards than Josh Allen. However, do we agree that that was a Melvin? 
I mean, I would have to say by the reaction of the sickos, I would give you that. I wasn't expecting it to be a a consensus Melvin. Oh, Because that's such an expected thing for Kirk Cousins to do. It wasn't like something we've never seen him do before. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see to the crowd. I'm just glad that there wasn't like a two points hidden in there that you didn't, if both hit, you didn't get mm, two. Should have been. Okay. So I had one, you had two, maybe three. And at the end of the game last night, after the Bucks recover the onside kick, Tom Brady needs 25 yards to overtake Josh Allen or to tie 26 to overtake maybe. And if they score a touchdown, the NFC teams will outscore the AFC teams. And so it's all coming down to that last drive. And Tom Brady threw for 24 yards, one shy of Josh Allen, no touchdown. And so I can finally say, I've been on the fence for this for like 25 years or so. I have finally decided I don't like Tom Brady. Well, I was not even like, you know, the onset kick happened. I Screw didn't that guy. think of it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. He might actually get there. And then Deniz is tweeting. And every pass, I was like, Michael, how many yards is that? How many yards is that? I got my calculator out. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty fun. But, so you got um, it. And so you are now, you got a three-point victory. Yeah. You are up to five points. Zach is at four points. I'm at eight points. We've got a three-point week coming up this weekend. It's getting tight. I could I could tie you this week. You could tie me. Oh yes, I'm ready. Hmm. All right. Zach, how uh, do you feel down there? Yeah, Zach's very focused. He's reading his the other stories. He's not paying. No, I I already read that one. It was a good piece by Bo. Um, yeah, I I, I like the Dexter Lawrence chart in there. I thought the <laughs> I, I I I thought the Gannon stat at the end was uh, was revealing for this weekend and show why this weekend might be different than last weekend. So yeah, good use of true media, good writing, quick. I recommend everyone read it. And I'm sorry it took me this long to read it. You know, I'm a little torn here, Zach, because I'm I was giving you guff for not reading it because it was short, but now I'm a little bit offended that you were able to just breeze through it so quickly. <laughs> I can't win today, right? Um, so yeah, I thought you wrote a good piece. I read it. It was uh, fine. Yeah. Get some uh, now, out early now in the week. I, playoffs. I've had this discussion with you and Shio, I think, off air. Maybe it was on air. Uh, but for some of these types of stories, sometimes like you don't have to read the intro. Um, you know, my picks column sometimes, mm. right. When I, I don't do the, I didn't read the intro cause I, I start, I started, I wanted to get to the, mm. to each bolt. So I, I read the, the, uh, bullet points. They're good. Daniel Jones. Okay. Yeah. Dexter I take offense Lawrence. to that. Yeah. I figured you would <laughs> You'd find a way. Uh, all right. Here's a, here's a game of, of 20 questions for you guys. Okay. Uh, Shield came down to the Novacare complex last week. Um, he's working on a story. I wasn't sure that he writes anymore, but that's good to know. Um, and we asked Zach if he wanted to uh, come to lunch. Zach had brought lunch. So, uh, Sheila and I went to lunch. We walked as, as I was walking in and waiting for him to come in, somebody walked out of the establishment. I would like you to both play 20. I would like you to play 20 questions as to the identity of the person who was walking out of the establishment as Sheil and I were going to get lunch. It was the establishment you went to? Yes. Oh, you, oh, you want to know where we went? Yes. Penrose Diner. Okay. Would it be somebody like, like I know? Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to play 20 questions if you don't know who okay. the person is. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Take you it might. Easier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You go first, Marissa. Um, is it a boy or a girl? Man, it or has woman. to be a yes or no question. Okay, is it a a, a man? Yes. I was offended by the. Uh... <laughs> yes, you said yes. Yes. Is okay. he in the media? No. Is it a player? Yes. Uh, is he an offensive player? Yes. Is he an offensive lineman? Yes. Is it Coyote Aoshika? Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Isn't that hilarious? Yes. Did she all recognize him? No. <laughs> Did you say hello? Of course not. I had to be like, I was like, do you know who that is? <laughs> Wait, you didn't say hello? 
No, I'm not going to bother the guy. I think if if someone recognized Koyashi at the Penrose Diner on a Friday afternoon, he would it's be okay thrilled. To say. He would Seriously, be thrilled. yeah. Yes. I mean, how many people do you think are stopping uh, Coyote at the Penrose Diner? Thousands on or Friday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, Marissa, that was very good. I once once I knew his offensive line, I like had a had an inkling. It was coming off Swooper when you're hot, you're hot. You got yeah. it. Yeah. What was the soup of the day? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh I remember noting this in my head. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. It'd be funny wanna... if it was chilly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was not chilly. Uh, what did I, what jumped out to you from uh, Kalen's story, Zach? Uh, a number of things. First off, the uh, the Jason Kelsey nugget about moving the ball. Um, and yeah, that it's like I, a known thing around the league. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought that, I thought that was fascinating. The sour grapes from like so many other teams, I found fascinating. Um, but yeah, a little clip, unbefitting, yeah. But the clip that, at, in terms of Jason Kelsey moving the ball, and and Kalen put the clip in the story of uh, Greg Williams on the sideline in that Jets game from 2019, going absolutely berserk. It's a well-adjusted guy. <laughs> um, yeah, that was maybe maybe focus a little more on uh, you know actually figuring out what you're supposed to do on defense instead of complaining about. The ball being moved to half yeah. a yard. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought Tom the uh, zero at the end of the game. Yeah, the the voice. Now, so I'll I'll like I I thought it was a really well done story. A lot of the perspective from the Eagles, you know, I I've I've kind of heard bits and pieces of uh, this season. Right, it was the perspective from other teams that I thought from at least from me reading it, I really enjoyed because. Uh, a lot of that I did not know, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the other teams. and Yeah, and the, the league sent out a memo in the middle of the exactly. season because people yeah. were complaining about it so much. So, yeah, so that jumped out to me. But 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 really well done. Really recommend it. And uh, there's going to be more stories from more of our national writers over, you know, this week mm-hmm. and the upcoming weeks that make sure to check out. There's, we're going to have uh, all hands coverage here. Yeah, but also, you know, don't forget about don't forget about your bread and brother. Like, you know, don't don't forget about who, who brought you, you know. I, not, Zach Berman's got you covered too, and Bo Wolf. Yes, yes, yeah, something. Yeah, we got we got some good. Bo I Wolf think it'll be a good time. test of Jeffrey Lurie's uh, juice in the league to see if they change the rules on this over the over this over the off season. In, ah, uh, uh, I don't know if I would go that far. Okay, because I don't think it's like an Eagles specific thing. I, I, it's, it's not. But they do. You know, they do it more than anybody else. But but my point is, is like now that I would say the same about year, ineligible or man downfield. But like I don't think it's something that only the Eagles can do. I I would imagine this is going to be something that more teams really work on, really focus on during this offseason. Um, and, and 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 part of that's why the Eagles have have been so clandestine about what goes into it. But I mean, with everybody steals in in the NFL, right? Um, so I, I don't think this is, uh, a, a type of thing that's an exclusive advantage for them. They're just a year, a year farther along than some other teams. Right. And they spend more time on it as, as yeah. Kaylin outlined. So, all right. Marissa, how was your weekend? Um, it was great. We moved home back to New Jersey. It doesn't sound that great. It sounds awful. Well, pa- the packing was Michael okay. actually was very helpful. I have to give him a big mm, shout out. The Dunn Moving Company. Yes, the Dunn Moving Company was very helpful. Um, so yeah, still trying to go through all my clothes and stuff, but um, almost all settled back in. Um, and yeah, so happy to be back. There were some good games on this weekend, so uh, it was nice to just relax and watch some football. And who was, was Michael? Weird not for? having a pod. It was like my first Sunday without mm. a pod, and since July, pretty much. So. That was weird. What's but. the biggest difference between New Jersey and Cleveland? Um, well, I could smell my mom cooking food right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we're at we're at my parents, and uh, it's pretty glorious because our laundry gets done. Our dinner. My mom texted me earlier today. What do you want for dinner? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that does not happen in Cleveland. That's um, nice. But yeah, it's nice to see family. Um, Everyone, my little cousins were very excited. Michael was home. They played with him on Sunday. They played football, uh, this little football game with him. And Michael finished and said, that was actually really fun. They're like seven and five. <laughs> so, he was really moving them. Yeah, yeah. He, was, 
Like I was crushing. Like, I, could, I forgot how good I am. Yeah. Um, if if Michael was yeah. at a a Jersey diner on Friday afternoon and someone came oh. up to him and said, Michael Dunn, what would his reaction be? Um, like you probably know my wife's family. That's probably what his reaction would be. <laughs> because oh. I have so many family members within our town. I have like a hundred relatives uh, in the town okay. we live in. So I think that's probably how they would know him. Not to like pump up myself or anything, but <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it probably would be a the weekend. This is the week of Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, important question from uh, the truth. What's the NBA Jam update? Uh, so we brought it in. Um, it's not been taken out of the box yet. That's something he has to do. Um, but it has a whole little setup in the basement. So wow. Yes. Yeah. We'll see if that uh, occupies a lot of his time this off season. But he's already gone back to test. He's already uh, test sports club. Give them a shout out. Um, mm -hmm. And working out. So Michael Dunn says hello. Because then I have some like free time in the afternoon. <laughs> But yeah, it's been good. How was your weekend? Your first off weekend in a while. Yeah, it was good. Kids, yeah, got, kids got sick, but Zach got sick yeah. too, so you know. Yeah, it's, that stinks. It's running around. Yeah, was it tough? Was yeah, that good to watch? Good to watch games. Had some had some friends over. There was a tough thirty six hour period there for me. Put the definitely put me behind the eight ball from a work perspective. Uh, there was a lot that I had planned on accomplishing Sunday and Monday that. I did not, but uh, you can't control getting sick, Zach. That's exactly right, yeah. Marissa. I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I tried fighting through it. My wife was was like so frustrated at me because I'm like, I gotta, I gotta write this. I gotta write this, and then like I couldn't. Yeah, I I, I couldn't write it. But um, but feel great now. Excited for this week. Energized for this week. Was excited for this podcast before the first segment. But um, <laughs> yeah, feel great. You okay, gotta get yourself some waffle fries. You'll feel better. <laughs> some Polynesian sauce. <laughs> I mean, look, no, look we don't even go down that road. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, did you watch the World Cup this year? Ooh, good one, Zach. <laughs> you know, does that mean that 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 like you believe in everything? You're allowed to fight back. Thank you. Go ahead. Keep no, I'm, I'm just saying that you paint me in a corner because I, I, I like a chicken sandwich and waffle fries. It's that. Separating the art from the artist. Okay, I'll put it simple. Okay, put it simply. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I, please, no for the win or anything like that. I was just <laughs> yeah. from the top rope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go on get on a roll there. How about you? No, 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 no. I I don't want to be rude. That I just. I, I, I took umbrage to the beginning of the, of the pod, but, and I was so excited for the, uh, for the <laughs> playoff discussion, right? Like I, I was real pumped. Zach, uh, I have two questions. Are you excited? Yeah. A, that it's an 815 game, which means like probably a 4 a.m. pod and Oof. B, Eli Manning will be back in <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, Zach is going to have a pep in his step. He's going to feel it. He's just going to know <laughs> that his buddy is within the um, same building. So don't love that it's the night game but if if the crowd likes it i'm happy for that right uh i mean in the in the playoffs hate you, it hate you, that it's a night game you, you uh recognize that it's yeah it's you're you're gonna have these late nights now the divisional uh, i'm sorry the conference championship would be three o'clock if if the eagles won so it's a little better that's the earlier game um but yeah i mean i'm i've i've been pretty honest about this i love sunday at one and and also it's one fewer day now that we have to it's write. It's going to be like a 4 a.m. podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Uh, and then uh, as far as Eli, I can't imagine Eli. Uh, you will see Eli. If Eli saw me, he wouldn't know who I am. Oh, come uh, on. You're the guy who came uh, up to him in the cafeteria that one time. In Albany. I actually, uh, Mike Garfolo was in the, uh, was at the Eagles facility today. And I brought that up with Michael. Uh, and he was, he was laughing about it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that was in 2000, I've, I've been covered Eli since 2011, since 2010, 2011, he's seen a lot of like, uh, short reporters who ask bad questions in that time. So, come on. um, so I, yeah, my guess is he would not remember me, but, uh, I watched Eli. I, I, I actually, I would, I'll, I'll admit I fell asleep last night, um, during the game, but I had that, uh, I had Eli and Peyton on when I fell asleep last night. So, hmm. all right, I have a real Eagles question for you, Zach. Sure. You know this will surprise you. Let's say the Eagles do lose on Saturday night. Hmm. 
how would you view and assuming that it's not like you know Jalen Hurts gets injured, it's uh they they just they get beat. How would how would you view this season as a whole as in terms of a relative success or not? Uh great question. Um it would be a bad it, it'll be a horrible outcome. Be a, I mean they can lose in the conference championship game. And I, I, I think even if there's disappointment, I think it's, although if it's Dallas, it's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, we can get into you can't that. Swallow that. Yeah. But losing to the giants at home, when you're the number one seed, they're the number six seed. You're, you're seven point favorites. You beat them twice already this season. Uh, you're that much superior to them. You have this great path to the super bowl, or I shouldn't say that this more inviting path than you've had, in recent years, yeah, the Eagles can't lose this game. This this would be this would be an utter collapse if the Eagles lost this game. Uh, I I don't think that's hyperbole to suggest that. I think differently if they lost next week, but I I think that's why I, I'm not saying like this is Super Bowl or, or bust. It, you're gonna, but I I do think that losing to the Giants, this is it's like it's definitely conference championship or bust. I think yeah, I think it would be an absolute disaster. If they lost, lost this game, the way that things are lining up, um, there is there is no excuse to lose this game. And I think I, I, it's hard to say, and maybe our listeners can chime in, what would be more painful, a loss this week or a loss next week to the Cowboys? I think that would be more painful. Um, I think if you get beat by the Niners, uh, well, here's the other question, Zach. Who would you rather face next week, the Cowboys or the Niners? I'd rather face the Niners, and I know that's yeah, a controversial. So, so would I. Um, but I'd rather face the seventh round rookie quarterback than I think the Cowboys are a high variance team. I thought they could have lost the Bucks last night, but I think when they're on, they can really put up points. I think that there's a um, a coaching. I don't want to say a coaching advantage because Eagles have a really good coaching staff. There's a coaching mystery when you go up against. The 49ers haven't played them yet this year. There's things that you'll see, things that they can do that's different than facing the Cowboys for the third time. But I think the 49ers would I, – I would rather face Rock Purdy than Dak Prescott. I guess that's the most succinct way to put it. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I think I think the Niners are a better team. Yeah. But, like, if the Cowboys were to go to San Francisco and win, that's a dangerous team. As 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 you were saying it in the initial question, other than Jalen getting hurt, right? It actually made me think. That's why I paused before. Uh, here's a two can you name? Two can you name the last time that the Eagles had their opening day starting quarterback finish their playoff game? Ooh, that's a good one. I guess the uh, the Chips first year. Michael Vick when they lost to the Packers? No, that was uh, Chip's first year. They they lost to the Saints, and Nick Foles was the quarterback. Vick had started the season, so it uh, wasn't that. At 2010, they lost to the Packers. Vick was the quarterback, but that's the year that Cobb Kevin was. Kevin Cobb the, started. So it was, so it was yeah. 2009, the Donovan McNabb, they lost to the yep. Cowboys? Yep, 2009. So if you think about all the playoff they were in the playoffs in 2010, 2013, 2017, 2018, 2019. 2021 actually no uh no 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 I, i'm sorry last year jalen hurts so oh, yeah, i I, I totally oversaw last year i apologize yeah but there was a real competition <laughs> over the summer with joe flacco i remember that <laughs> all right so so we so those five so i should say before last season um it's it's funny last season's playoff game seems to get forgotten a lot um but uh <laughs> all right sorry about that one but yeah before last year it had been uh since 2009 so that goes to show you that uh they've had to turn to their pack of quarterbacks quite a bit both oh, looking right up something there. here no i was thinking about the okay I, I was yeah i was confusing the the when they lost to the packers on the throw to riley cooper yep yeah okay speaking of eagles legends speaking of uh chick-fil-a <laughs> lovers all right uh that'll do it for this episode of birds with friends we'll be back friday morning is that what we're doing we'll be back friday morning and i promise you it'll be a better pod on friday okay what are you I'm talking about this was great this is a good one zach people spicy. like a little spice yeah it's up for debate um but yeah uh 
Friday, we'll, we will have the injury reports. We, we don't usually get to do the pod the day before the game. So the, uh, the hay will be in the barn, so to speak, in terms mm. of our stories. Um, it won't be one of these rush jobs that we typically get where it's like we have a thousand things going on at once. Um, what a shot at all of our podcasts. Oh, it's not about that. It's just rush jobs. No, how many times are, are we rushing to the mic? Hmm. Right? Like off season. That reminds me of a good uh, story. Um, well, sorry, finish your, finish your sentiment. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like a, a morning pod, there's definitely going to be some juice there. And we, we haven't set the time yet. I mean, I, I, I could tell you guys, let's do 5 a.m., right? Um, let's get, get the kids to school first, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good pod and, uh, excited. We'll, we'll break down every angle of this game and, uh, a lot to discuss. Look forward to it. Uh, the story it reminded me of is um, Rachel was starting a new job um, and her boss was giving her, you know, like passwords to different things that she needed to sign into. Um, and so she asked for one and and uh, the boss said, it's, uh, oh, it's HNJ. HNJ. It's like, okay, HNJ. And then she writes it and it's like, Hand J? That's... <laughs> The password is hand J and the, the uh, no, no, H and J H and J the password is hand J. All right. There you go. So always remember that one. Dynamite drop in right there. So uh, all of our passwords in the wolf house are H and J hand J. <laughs> Obviously not. So there you go. You said rush job. Got me thinking. So. You connected rush job to that? Yeah, they both end in job. <laughs> the story right. I, I, had, it, I had remembered it earlier today. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Well, you're lucky we're not in different seats here, man. If if I gave that story, if I gave that story, Marissa, what would his reaction be? Oh, this pod would go on for another thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I would I would imagine it was coming off the national championship game because you were watching a little saving in the booth. Oh All right. Thanks for watching. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds of Friends. We will see you Friday morning here on YouTube or in your ears, wherever that is. And for Zach and Marissa and Rachel's boss. Rachel's boss and Nick. Uh, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you later. And as always, we look.